Good morning, afternoon, and evening, Supercoach Elites. Welcome back to another Supercoach Elites podcast, proudly sponsored by the guys at exoticlimo.com.au and our friends at hungover.net.au. Feel your worst while looking your best. My name's Corey, and as always, alongside me is the Bombs Express. Choo-choo! That's right, Corey. The Bombs Express is back. And um, one week, Corey, one week until we're uh, into the final series. I cannot wait. Um, but before we get stuck into that talk calls, where can the listeners hit us up on social media? Uh, find us on Twitter at SC Elite. Find us on Facebook, SoundCloud, iTunes at Supercoach Elites. Uh, is it finals start next week? This is the last round of league games, yeah, and we're into finals. <laughs> wow, I didn't even realise that. I Are we not? I think it is. Oh, well, you could be right. I'd have no idea. When you're sitting on the top, mate, you don't really worry about when finals start. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have a quick look, but I am pretty confident. Yeah, you uh, I know. Around, yeah, around 19. 19. So 20, 21, 22, 23. Yeah, That's no, the weeks right. of finals. Yeah, there we go. Right. We've got one more round. Oh, oh, yeah, I should yeah. probably sit where have a look at my legs a little bit closer now and say... Hey. You want to hear? A, you want to hear something interesting? In um, in five, all five of my cash leagues, Corey, I'm sitting somewhere in the eight or somewhere just outside the eight. And with the way the fixtures all work out, essentially I lose. I don't make any final series in cash league. If I win, I make all five series. Can you believe that? That's so. This is a huge week for me. Pretty intense. You went ten from ten last week, didn't you? I did go 10 from 10 last week, yep, and um, it's my percentage. I, I spoke about my percentage was last week or the week before, so I've got to get an extra game on all the other teams, otherwise I'm going to be missing the eight in, like, every league. That's crazy. Uh, what'd you score? Uh, this week, uh, 2396, which um, sent me up another 1,600 spots. I didn't think it was that good of a score given the time of year, but, um, yeah, I'm inside the top 10,000 now. I reckon five weeks to go, I reckon I can almost push the uh, – Top 5K by season's end. I would suggest that no Hearn and no Fife kind of helped those, a lot of the scores from this weekend. Um, I had a 2-4-2-9, also went 10 from 10, uh, and went up the rankings 413 places. So that's a lot more than what I thought I would go to, um, and sitting 1,448th. Uh, on the season rank, and I'm aiming for a top thousand finish. If I don't get that, I'm going to be pretty ticked off. So, uh, got I'm aiming for a grand final thing. win, mate. Don't worry about the top thousand. How about a grand final win? Get yourself back up to Divi One. Well, we got some good news, Bombs. Uh, we checked the ladder right now. Hang on. Uh, I don't think there's a way that I can't make Divi One this year. Sorry, I just dropped it. What do you mean? Well, I'm first. I'm first total points in the league. Well, how many? Uh, I think a fair way. Hang on, total points. Uh, yeah, three nine six four two. Yeah, I'm five hundred in front, mate. That's a hundred a week. Yeah, I yeah. think. Uh, I think. Oh, damn, that's going to be. That's going to strip uh, just me of some uh, significant banter. I would have thought for next season. So it'll be pretty good coming back up. Um, Unless Corey, I mean, but this is super coach. You might just cop four injuries. You might have three donuts. You might be out of trades. Uh, you might get a zero from your captain because your VC failed. Uh, anything's kind of possible here. Who knows? I've got a completed team, except getting Whitfield in, so I can have seven defenders down back, and that would leave me with three trades to get the rest of the year. If I dead set don't... Actually, I'm going to hold that. I'm not trading this week. <laughs> if, we've got... if this is the last round before finals, I'm just going to hold Whitfield and get him in round one of finals. I reckon that is probably the logical pathway to take. Definitely, definitely what I'm doing. Anyway, enough about me. Let's move on. It's a big show. 
Is this the time of the year, Bombs, that if you are looking to downgrade, you're going straight to 102s? Yeah, yeah, I, w- I would have thought so. I know I'm looking at that at this point. Well, sorry, at this week anyways. Um, so your toe heels become relevant now, Corey. So do your butts and your... Uh, who else have we had? Your Cottrell's and um, there's been a few others floating around. So they become relevant now, but only, Corey, if they are defender number eight, midfield number 11, All your 10. ruck bench option. You can go midfield 10. You probably could go midfield yeah. 10, yeah. And if they are your forward number eight as well. Which not too many people have, um, or if you've got some DPP coverage in there, that's always pretty handy too. But yeah, so you know you get your defender forwards, your forward defenders, um, your defender midfielders, your midfield forwards, any kind of swings you can, um, they might come in handy at some point. So uh, you know get those one or two k dual position players in now. Hanrahan's been bloody handy this year. That's pretty good too. So um, other than that, is there any? I haven't even checked the rookies. Is there anyone that you'd be looking at going down to for the one hundred twos? No. I mean, uh, didn't someone? Sorry, not one hundred twos. I meant just in general. Ah, uh, your, your non kind of one hundred twos. Well, you know, I put Ian Hill in last week. To be honest, uh, Corey, thinking he might be of some value moving forward. Scored another sixty one seventeen k. If you feel like the fifteen k is not going to burn you. Um, I'm happy with Ian Hill being brought in. However, if you think 15K is a sneaky chance of making a difference, then I'd go by the 102. I hate him at Cleans. He's a Sydney boy. He was on he was on 50 at halftime. He finished on 60 for the game. Who was that? Hayden McLean. Never even heard of him. He's was he a late in? Oh, no idea if he was late in, but he was like leading scorer at one stage on the field. He was the first gamer. 102K forward, yeah. See him there. So, you know, him, even Noble, you know, even if you're picking up 102Ks, you know, we've we've had Noble. There's obviously McLean that's played on the weekend. I think there's probably a couple others floating around. Um, I know I said... Uh, Kyle Dunkley, sorry. Kyle Dunkley, yeah. People that have probably even previously played a game, um, just get those in because there might be half a chance at some point to come back in. So you might as well try your luck there. Uh, would you look at also, hypothetically, down back, I don't think it's going to happen, but if Francis Watson got another game, would it just be safer to pick him, or would you still rather go the 102 non-playing for 20 Now, this, this is your boy, Corey. Oh, I mean, I'm this... Now, uh, now, now, listeners, in our little group chat we got going on here, when I sort of messaged the, the fellas and said, hey, Shannon Hearns out, who does this affect and how? Now, Corey has... Do you have Shannon Hearns? Yes, he did not care. Did not care that Shannon Hearn was out. Because when he saw Francis Watson finally getting named, I've never seen this man more up and about. He finally got off the fence, right, and he was on the pro side for Francis Watson. That that was probably better news than the news we probably overlooked last week. And that's obviously a big congratulations for uh, popping the question to the Misso last week, Corey. I think we uh, that was a bit of an oversight. But I think Francis Watson getting a game, Corey, that was probably the better part of your week last week. Oh, mate. I think the first text message I sent was uh, uh, Francis Watson, oh, baby, baby, uh, water emoji, water emoji. <laughs> uh, well, I was pretty excited when he was named for Shadden Hurt on the weekend. Oh, man. That was huge. Absolutely huge for you. So, Game look, two. what's his job security like, Corey? Probably shit. Um, but he is your boy. Yeah. And this is this is one of the things. We touched on this last week, didn't we? We said, this is the time of year. We don't, we don't want deputants this time of year. Because now... Say Francis Watson only gets one game, but, you know, he's a shoe-in for the round one next year. 
all of a sudden, instead of starting at 123 or whatever, he might be starting at 150, 160. This is the time. We, we do not want this happening now. That that Josh DeLuca fella, didn't I speak about him on the podcast before he was announced? I mean, he's sitting at 150K because he's been on an AFL list before, but fair income, he could have started next year at like 123. Um, but instead now, oh, it's just shocking. Just yeah. stop debuting plays at this time of year. There's a lot of players that we could have used. Will Snelling, like... Yes! Another, is he 102K? Another uh, one of those 117. 117K. Okay, so he must have come from a previous AFL list too, I'd imagine. Port Adelaide? Uh, well, well, wouldn't, wouldn't know, mate. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, these are, these are the kinds of things we want to just see not happen for a period of time. Yeah. yeah. It's like Dill Clark... Remember Dill Clark at the back end of last year or whatever? Yeah. He, he got a couple games. Now, we could have had him for 120-odd at the start of this year, right, or during the year, but instead we had to pay a premium on him and pay 150-odd. So it, it's that kind of stuff now where you see these little deputons sort of coming in that's just going to just make things a little harder next year, money-wise. In all fairness, I think Dill Clark should have got a game a lot earlier last year. Probably. Yep. Yeah, here's what it is. <laughs> I know. Uh, you ready for Who Am I? Who am I? Let's go. Okay. Uh, who am I? I play for a bottom 10 side. <laughs> well, at least you didn't say bottom 8 this week. Uh, three of my last 13 scores have been sub 100. 13 of your last how many? So 13 of my last... So ten. Well, say 10 of my last 13 have been over 100. Yep. Yep. Three of which have been over 140. Yep. I am a midfielder. Yep. And I think I just sneak out on average. Uh, from the top sort of 10 or whatever it is? Top eight. Uh, top eight. Okay. Um, I'm going to assume it's Adam Trelaw. It's not Adam Trelaw. Okay, because I felt like you were going to... So he's scored a few 140s, has he? Yeah. Um, what sort of player would have scored 140s this year? Cunnington, maybe? Not Cunners. It's... Mm, yeah, I don't know. This one might have stopped. Taranto? Not Taranto. Look, you take if you take Josh Dunkley out, I sneak into the top eight midfielders. Oh, well, you... Is Josh Dunkley a top eight midfielder? Uh, yeah. <laughs> he's averaging um, 14.1. That's actually huge news. You know, he's going to be midfield only next year, but that's yeah. discussion for another day. Um, I'm has... your side. Yeah, I was about to say, is he my side? Because it might be the Bont. It's not the Bont. What? It's Clayton Oliver. Really? Yeah. It's Clary. So this is one of those players. 340s? Yeah. Yep. You're kidding me. He's been shit all year. I've hated having so, him. So this is what I'm talking about. How much pressure have we put on Clayton Oliver from the start of the season that now we're just overlooking how actually consistent he's been? So he's had three really bad scores for the year. So he's had a 53, a 75, and a 71. Yep. Other than that, his next loss was 87. Yep. 95, 96. In his last 13 games, he's tunned up. But yet, week in, week out, we constantly whinge about Clary. In his he's, last 13 games, he's tunned up. No chance that happened. No, sorry. In his last 10, 13 games, he's tunned up uh, 10, out of, uh, 10 out of 13. 10 out of 13. Oh, cool. Um, are, we, are, are, are we overlooking him and not giving him enough credit for people who don't own him as a player they should be looking at for finals? Um, <laughs> yeah, it's funny because you, you have a look at his numbers and you think, well, if you don't own him, it, it's probably a player to get. I like the two out of the last three, 158 and 140 within that. Um, 
Now, the thing is, now, I like what you say about how much pressure we put on him. We put so much pressure on him. And you know why? I think prior to this year, he didn't ever score like scores underneath 90. And because we've seen that a few times this year, I mean, four times in this season already, um, it's just, yeah, he's just a result of his own sort of consistency that he kind of had the few years before that. He's kicking the ball a lot more now. So there's been a lot of pressure around him for all his handballs and all that kind of stuff. And I think the other thing is as well, I mean, we really expected 120 average from him this season and he's gone at 110. Um, now, in before the last three weeks, he was only averaging 107 on the season, which is underwhelming. But it's a matter of if you get him at this point, Corey, what can he do between now and the end of the year? And you, you look at the fixture and you look at Saints, Richmond, Pies, Sydney and North, and you kind of don't mind each and every single one of them. One of those players, at the start of the year, we picked him on the basis over the last, what, two years, he'd gone over 110 average or hovered yeah. around that mark. Yeah. And you tell me at the start of the year, am I loving it if Clayton Oliver averages 110 again this year and I start with him? Bloody oath I am. I wouldn't have started with him. I mean, what did we pay at the start of the year? 618, I think it was. Um, like yeah. And so 618 for 110, for me, that doesn't cut the mustard. Uh, for one, oh, yeah, 110. For me, it doesn't cut the mustard, Corey. We did expect him to go to the next level, but I think we're being very harsh on him. I think at the end of the day, he's going to end up maintaining his price. And There's, uh, there's one point average on Bontempelli to Clayton Oliver, and we've been rimming, Clay, we've been rimming Bontempelli all year and been talking about how frustrating Clayton Oliver's been. You know what the difference is? We've been rimming Bontempelli because none of us had him and a lot of the community wouldn't have started with him. Whereas a lot of the community started with Clayton Oliver, so it's, it's you know it's the opposite effect. We see the bad scores in Clayton Oliver because we own him, but we see the good scores in Bond because we don't own him. Does that make sense? Yeah, but they're owned in almost the exact same amount of teams right now. Yeah, now because a lot of teams have brought in Bond and Valley. Yep. Look, I just think he deserves more credit, and he's one player that I, if you don't have, you should be definitely looking at. Yeah, that was a go. That was a, I was going to say that was a very good who am I because. Uh, I think that within itself kind of proved that we just don't think about Clayton Oliver. <laughs> yeah, we do, we do. We just ignore him. Um, the other one that I was going to do was Trelaw, but I thought it was too easy for it for you. Another 116 on the weekend. Um, yeah. I think underrated. I think he's a bit of a sleeper to finish top 10 as well. Yeah. And it's Zorks going on the weekend, Yeah, 107 in the end. He started bloody slow, but came home with a wet sail. Yeah, well, we informed the listeners. We almost had a cheeky bet, me and Corey, going on. Um, we're in the middle of te- – we actually had a handshake agreement, and the handshake agreement was if I brought Zorko into my team this week that we would have, uh, you know, a $50 slab or something on uh, Zorko versus Trelaw because uh, Corey brought in Trelaw this week. Yep. And, um, yeah, I ended up going with Bont, figuring he would play, and, oh, man, already regretting that. Yeah, it was just uh, – my worry was – I needed the, the total points to go up, um, and I thought Trelaw was less likely to get injured. Plus, I had a look at um, just not so much super coach, but just underlying um, stats and numbers. And uh, I mean, I don't want to talk too much about players who accumulate the ball because Gaff and uh, Crouch are being in that category this year, but haven't scored points. But Trelaw's haven't anywhere. I think he's averaging thirty-four disposals on the season or something, and. Um, he's, you know, past 10 scores prior to this or eight scores or something like that had been pretty good too. So um, he was one of those players a little bit like Josh Dunkley. I can't really put them in the same category because Dunkley was at another level at the back in the last year that I've kind of notified. And I think, yeah, on the run home, this is going to be the one for me. So um, I'm banking Trelaw to have a big kind of finish and, and a good finals too. 
Yeah. You got any players like that? Well, actually, you do. You mentioned to me just before. Do you remember who it is? No, I honestly got no idea. Who was it? Oh, Christian Salem. Well, when you said just before, I thought you meant in the last sort of 30 minutes or so. Nah, nah. Well, yeah. I think we've only been recording for about 20, so... Yeah. 16. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we, we had a little, not so much a chit-chat, but a, a, a little brief discussion about our trades prior to getting on air. But, um, yeah, no, I, I think I mentioned this one to you yesterday. Um, yeah. I need to round out my defence. And um, Hearn, gee, I don't know if I can trust. I mean, given his age and a calf injury... I'm just like alarm bells going everywhere at the moment. And, um, you know, I'm looking at Tom Stewart. He got a 70. Um, and I'm looking at Tom Stewart and I'm going, well, how many tons has he actually scored this year, right? Um, probably less than we, we actually thought he yeah, probably has. I've had a look at that stuff. Like, he's averaged 98 for the season, right? But guess how many tons have been in, in that, uh, in, in like his scores with you? Without checking, I'm going to get three. Six. Oh, well, there you go. With, with only two scores um, above 120 and a high score of 124. So it just shows. I mean, that 79 he scored on the weekend was his second lowest score of the season, with his next worst being 78. So he's got no bottom. He doesn't really have a, have a ceiling. So what I don't mind is the option of someone like – now, we spoke about Rampy, but I think Rampy's uh, just a little bit out of my reach – but someone a little bit cheaper around that sort of Tom Stewart price, you know, give or take 20000 30000 Christian Salem at 507000 I think he could be a huge point of difference here. Look at his last five weeks, 104, 133, 87, 94, 139. And uh, if you recall my, um, my run home there of the Ds of Saints, Richmond, Collingwood, Sydney, North, it all ain't too bad. And you look at his season as a whole, what did I say was um, – well, Tom Stewart scored two seventies for the year. Yep. Christian Salem's Christian Salem has only scored three. Um, the only outlier kind of score being one of uh, fifty nine in round nine against the Eagles. Yep, they've been super consistent. One forty on the weekend. Nothing, to, nothing to laugh at. I love Dane Rampy. We were talking about this off air too before. I've got him in um, a, a keeper league, and man, he's just been so consistent all year. If it's not just over a hundred, it's it, in high nineties, he's just absolute asset. And, and there, that look, they are two left field options. I, I'd assume that most um, would have it already figured out. And I think Whitfield is the one. But if you've already got Whitfield and Lloyd, I don't mind going left to field, especially for a finals run or to get the win this week to make finals or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Look, I think you know, in hindsight, Corey Rampy is, is probably the number three defender. Well, I mean, aside from maybe, sorry, I forgot about Shannon Hearn, probably number four. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't see how um, uh, Sicily, Ryan, Laird, Zach Williams, Hooley, Stewart, I don't see how any of these other people are better than, than Rampy. Underappreciated season for sure. And if you can afford him, I would certainly be grabbing him. I mean, his numbers, I mean, you know what his numbers are like, where they've been absolutely huge. I still think but since. Really? Since round eight, a low score of 81 for Rampy, and only four scores below 100 since round eight. And two of them in the last two weeks he's had, but they've been 94 and 98, which was certainly respectable. Zach Williams. No, you're not taking Zach Williams, Corey. No, I think I am. You foolish. Three round of 104, five round of 116. That is one of the more stupider things you've said on this podcast. Do you want to look? We, we nearly had a bet last week, but do you want to do a Rampy v Williams bet for the back yeah, end? Of the- I've got Rampy in 
Yeah, because you're a puss. You know Rampage. Oh, don't you dare talk about puss. Let's talk about during the weekend. You pushed hard. But how, like, you know, and we'll reflect on this at the end of the season pod. Um, but how much do buys piss you off now? Because I can almost guarantee if we weren't coming off those buys, I probably wasn't picking Sicily and Ryan those weeks. Yeah, we'll have to agree with you, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, it makes sense to get them at that point in time, given their 100%. roles and how well they'll perform. And so, look, we can only pick players based on the information we're given. If we're going to sit here and play in hindsight, Corey, well, then it'd be a very boring game because everyone the exact game. same thing. Yeah. Um, and that's why that I feel for my team, even though I've got five trades, um, it's almost so important. And it's not going to be this week, but it's going to be coming into finals to get Lockie Whitfield as a... Um, on-field starter. Yeah, as an on-field starter, and then have the luxury of looping between Stewart, Sicily, um, Ryan, and Laird, depending on matchup. Um, I've got Rotham there. It's just going to be so vital, especially with the Hearn factor too. Like, if Hearn gets hurt during finals, um, it, it, look, if Hearn missed this week and then I get next week to have a look at it, wouldn't that be interesting if Hearn sat out for a little while? But... Um, you got to kind of weigh up what's best for your team. I've still got both Crouch boys there. They were kind of going to be like luxury trades during finals. But I'm going to finish top four in most leagues and hope that I pit round one and, and don't have to trade for the next two weeks after that. So, And I'll tell you now, West Coast, dangerous players to own. They finished three of the last five at Optus. And um, remember at the start of the year, all the injuries that have happened at Optus? Yep. I just wonder if there are little niggling things like this with Hearn, whether he'll be left out of Optus Stadium games. Uh, potentially he gets left out against North this weekend. They're at Optus this week. We must say how how vital trades are right now for anyone who's playing League 2. Yep. Well, I mean, I'll have three left at the going into final, so, and hopefully, you know, 50 or 60K in the bank as well. So I should be in a pretty good spot, um, you know, trades-wise. So, you know, I'm actually kind of half hoping for an injury because... You know, I'm hoping my opponent's kind of decimated with trades, and if an injury comes up to a player we both have, I think it puts me at an advantage. Yeah, players dropped an injury this week. In saying that too, Bombs, if you play for league and this week is a dire head-to-head to make finals, you got you got to make trades. you got to pull the trigger. Agreed. So I'm five... I'm five before this week, and I just told you before my situation with all my leagues, so I'm pulling two this week for sure. All right, I think this is probably the most important week to answer questions. Uh, we didn't get many today. That's good. I'd probably, People are out of trades. That's the problem. I probably think it's got to do with the fact that uh, this wasn't posted last night. It was posted this morning, and we're recording a lot earlier than we normally do. So I'd That's normally okay. give it another kind of retweet beforehand. But for those who are loyal enough to jump on the website every Monday, you will be rewarded. Let's start it off. Benny11. And of course, the Web Express. He's all, he's he's the most loyal bloke we've got already. Welcome to Twitter too, the Web Express. Um, <laughs> Benny Eleven. Who do we think out of Duncan, Cunners, and Merritt in order? And are any of them a chance to finish top eight? Lastly, who would have thought Marshall and Williams would almost be top of their position? Hashtag bombs flog. <laughs> and he's done bombs with the Ness again. This is like a repeat question from last week. Felt like I answered this last week. I think um, we answered this a lot last week. Yeah, in order, uh, Merritt, 
Uh, I know Duncan had a big score on the weekend, but I'm not going to let that sway me. So Merritt, Cunners, Duncan. It's funny. You were Cunners, Merritt, Duncan last week too. Was I? Yeah, because I was Merritt. I was huge. No, yeah. I'm sorry. There's no way I picked Cunnington over Merritt. Cunnington last week was like three out of four scores, like sub oh, 80 or 90. someone else then. But there was one question where you had Merritt ahead of someone else. Like, um, I'm saying Merritt, Cunners, Duncan. Yeah. And it's purely because I'm so worried about Duncan sitting on the outside. Mm. Whereas Merritt's second half of the week. I still don't even like the uh, the Cunnington moves though. No, I don't mind Cunners. There are a lot of players that I'd probably prefer ahead of these boys, but if you're strapped for cash, which I'm assuming this is, uh, it's definitely Merritt there. Yep. Uh, Tom Williams. Hey, fellas, looking to upgrade Logue, Rampy, Ryan, and Hearn were the three. Looking to upgrade. Oh, sorry. Looking to upgrade. Logue. Full stop, Logue. I'd really need my glasses on. You mean Logue, full stop? Yep. Uh, just trying to see the glasses are anywhere. There they are. That blind can't even find me glasses. Um, Ryan and Hearn were the three I was contemplating. So, Rampy, Ryan and Hearn. Um, playing for league with top eight secure luxury trades will be Kelly, sideways, and also Heaney or Daniel up to Marshall if need be. Cheers, fellas. So, he's got five trades, no money. How the hell is he making this trade? Um, who knows, but if I'm choosing out of Rampy, Ryan, Hearn, um, let's have a look at his team, because that will actually... The trade has to be made. The trade has to be made. So he's got a full primo team, aside from that one position. So I'm going to go Rampy. In also saying this, if... With top eight... Playing for league with top eight secure, unless there was a shot at top four... If there was a shot at top four, I would trade... If there was no shot at top four this week, I'm not trading. Yeah. Because a player I'd, you bring in might get injured. Correct. I'd wait. That's fair. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. Yeah. If I had to pick between Ryan, uh, Rampy, Ryan, and Hearn, uh, I'm going Rampy, and it's purely on that injury factor from Hearn. Yep. Yep. Ryan, 117 on the weekend, too. He looked good. Man, how, did you watch that game? Nah. Oh, like, legit, he could have gone off, like, eight times injured. He was just getting <laughs> left, right, and center. Um, the Cum Express. Fellas, love your work as always. Need some real help my last midfield upgrade and have no idea anymore. And also, would you be moving on Monday come finals time? Starting the yes. idea of upgrading him to Jally uh, whenever he's back. Thoughts and feedback appreciated. So I take it he's got a midfield loop swing there. Oh, there we go. He's, no, he's got Monday in the midfield. Yeah. Monday's um, um, definitely got to go up to Cali if you can. You've got six trades, so he's in a nice little spot. But does Monday need to go to Cali, or does Chol need to become a midfielder and swing Monday back to the forward line? Yeah, that's, that's 100% what needs to happen first. Yeah. And then yeah. if you've got the luxury come back end. Deal with Monday. Yeah. yeah. Shit, Chol 83. Nah, not this week. Well, you might not be able to do him this week. And this is the thing. So, Clark's got money to make. Chol's got money to make. Hanrahan's got money to make. So, he's in a pretty tough situation there. Um, Monday's probably got money to make based off the 104 this weekend. You'd almost have to hold. But if Same one of them... He, he, he reckons he's in shit. So, I'm thinking that he's maybe talking about... Oh, oh so that's needs some help with him upfield. With upgrade, midfield upgrade. Um, I'd, I'd be happy with getting rid of Dill Clark early and just putting all the money on top of Chol and being able to buy a midfielder, say, 550k. 
550 to 600. He's obviously waiting for Josh Kelly anyway. Um, if he's waiting for Josh Kelly, you just wait the week, let Josh them do Kelly's the price rises. Back next week, though. Yeah, and the other thing is, I mean, Chol, potential to be dropped. I mean, we're looking at Nank coming back this week. He played VFL on the weekend. Um, can they play Nank? Um, yeah, look, Soldo might come out, but, I mean, I just think they're pretty tall. If you don't have to trade, I don't mind not trading this week. Yeah, there's no rule that says you have to trade. Yeah, uh, just max that cash and then move Chol and Clark next week. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Web Express. G'day, lads. Have we got a team just concerned with Hearn, Cripper, and Fife? Five is another one suggesting holding for another week. If you're in a good spot and Fife misses your hold. Yeah. Yeah. It's then when it becomes first final, if he misses again, that's when you move him. Yeah. There's, and, and, you know, if you play for overall, you probably, and you're really high up, you should have moved him last week anyway, so. Um, yeah. But you just you just hold those players until until we got an f- answer for finals. I agree. Like, even down back, Hearn. Like, you hold Hearn again until next week. Um, Daz. The, <laughs> hold on. The problem becomes, I mean, say Hearn and Fife both miss, right, this week. There's no guarantee that they come in. I mean, although it's probably incredibly likely they come back the week after. What happens if you risk it by not trading both of them and then you cop another injury? Now, we've only got two trades the week after. So I guess my question here is, do you only carry one injury or one premium injury through this week of finals just to potentially prevent the situation of having two primos not come back into your team and lose another one through injury? With only three trades as well. Hmm. Um. Oh. I mean, I'm I'm very comfortable on Hearn and Fife returning the week after if they don't play this week. Yeah, that's what you got to weigh up too. Um, Yeah, I wouldn't in this situation. Yeah. But good question. (laughs) No, it is. I mean, yeah, because you know, if it's someone that might linger a little bit more, say you could, you know, as a Whitfield from a few weeks back and a Josh Kelly or, or something like that where you know a rough time frame but you're not 100% and, and so you're carrying these couple of guys and then, you know, what if a Tim Kelly goes down for a couple-week injury or something like that? You know, all of a sudden you've got two trades and three primos to trade out. You can't do that. And this is what we spoke about. This, <clears throat> this is why I had an issue with people sidewaysing so early and trading so hard early. And, and this is something that I hope a lot of teams reflect on next, next year because I spoke about... Um, how lucky we were, what, you reckon about six weeks ago? Or how mm. lucky we had been mm. on kind of that injury front. As soon as I opened my mouth, the Carnage. God's kind of shat in it. So, yeah. um, but, but I, that's why you've got to be smart with trades throughout the year. Yeah, but I think it also depends on the situation. So, you know, we're always big on hold your trades because we want to win, you know, flags, you know, banter with mates, all that sort of crap, right? A, a lot of people out there... A lot of people out there will be playing for overall. So those early season trades, you know, they're bringing a Boke real early or they're bringing a Marshall real early. That's going to really set them apart from the pack and, and you know, get them a real good uh, jump on the overall. Um, you know, and that trade now they lose at this end of the year, whether that might be a donut or a rookie plane, they've probably made up those points already by trading in these guys earlier, back yeah, earlier in the year. <clears throat> so, yeah, so for the overall, it kind of makes sense. But... You know, we've obviously got a you know a bit more of a uh, league focus on on the pod here. Yeah, uh, picking from behind, which is good old days, your mate from Twitter. 
Uh, he said it is overall rank. Uh, hey guys, decent score for me this week with a donut and Hearn and another rank rise. That's pretty good. Two, four, three, seven with a donut. Uh, saving the three, three trades for my league finals. My question is, what is your best pod under 5% in every position going forward, excluding rucks? Thanks, Corey, you legend, and bumps you below average knob. Hashtag <laughs> bumps for long. Hey. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but this was the wanker that sent out the tweet, Corey, that said uh, Fife out for the rest of the year, trade him. Now, I don't know if this was some ploy to try and catapult himself up the rankings, but I'll tell you now, if he's ranked 375 overall, and if any of the idiots that were sitting above him were following him on Twitter, well, then they are stupider than this bloke himself, because following this bloke on Twitter could do absolutely no benefit to you. <laughs> um, now, Corey, Dad, what does he want to know? I love you, Daz. Uh Players owned in other, under 5% of teams. Oh, Jesus Christ. That could be value back into the year. So what I've done is I've just gone teams picked by and changed my kind of search from 450 to max amount of money. So in defense, in defense, you say Christian's... Oh, no, I'm going to say Dane Rampey. What's Rampey owned at? 3.3. Uh, 3. Yep, well, I certainly agree with that one. Salem's in more teams than Rampey. I would say a lot of more teams thought Salem could break out as opposed to Rampy, though. Yeah. So am I all that surprised? Probably not. Uh, in the midfield, go down to 5%. Uh, we've got names like Yo, Gaff. I didn't know Gaff was so little. Fuck yeah, and I'm, like, I'm one of the wankers of bloody Uh Yours would probably be Dane Zorko. Oh, yeah. I mean, I really like Dane Zorko, yep. Under 5%. He can average 130 over five weeks for sure. Uh, I take it Taranto dropped, jumped over 5% last week. Taranto's a sick option. I really like Taranto too. Yeah, he definitely did. Um, I feel like he's not rewarded. Like, he had a huge game on the weekend. Something like 14 tackles as well as, you know, 30 plus yeah. possessions, all that sort of stuff. But what he, was it like a 100 and low 100 did he get? 113. 113? Yeah. We were talking about polling votes on the weekend. I said he's 100% polling vote from that game. Um, yeah. I would say Mitch Duncan, who's only in 3.3% of teams. And that's funny because he gets talked about every single week. And a real, real odd one here is Luke Shuey because he's put together a real good little patch. I wouldn't um, touch Luke Shuey if my life depended on it, honestly. Yeah, that's all right. But you've got Gaff, who's averaging a lot less than Luke Shuey this year. So that's Touché. all good there. What's Shuey averaging? hundred. Oh, hang on. Sorry, he's averaging 103. No, I got that wrong. I was yeah, so Gaff's averaging more. Yeah, apologise. You apologise? I just said sorry. Apologise. Did I you? Just did. Apologise again. Sorry. One more time. Thank um, you. But five-round average, 108.2. <laughs> and I think that's kind of what you got to look at at the back end of this season. Hmm. Oh, he's, had, he's had one score of 55 this year. His next lowest score is 83. It's a no from me, but, and that's where I'll leave it. I would pick him, but don't mind that. Uh, and up forward, uh, team selected by uh, you got Zebel in four point nine. Uh, he's frustrating. You got Darling, who you've picked up in a pretty nice trade. Now I'll tell you what. Talk about <laughs> five round average ninety three, three round average of a hundred. That's huge, Corey. Yeah, that was uh, that was a bit of carnage trading by me there. I think Darling has outscored. Um, yeah, you know, Cunners. Yeah. And um, obviously, uh, Crouch has outscored Stewart as well, and I've increased my draft position, so I'm pretty happy about that oh, one. Definitely losing that trade, that's, uh, <laughs> that's for sure. Um, yeah, I'd say Jack's evil in that position. 
gee, only because there's not much else available. And I think with the Fords, is it's it's pretty open too. Um, I expect yeah. more Toby Green questions this week as well. Yeah, what's he owned by? Because he's a Ford option. Eight point six, but that's probably gee, a, lot, a lot of teams bright. that started the year that probably aren't playing anymore probably had Toby Green. Yeah, I don't mind him. Yeah. You know the other one, and you're looking just for a five-week period, and you might call me a little bit crazy, but um, you know someone who could just put together a nice little string of numbers here, someone like a Kane Lambert might be even be worth a look in. I reckon you know Richmond playing better footy, you know someone that's capable of getting twenty plus touches on on, on a week and and even snagging one one or two goals. We had a question the other day in a in one of our Super Coach chats, and it was like. If you could pick your top six forwards here or some shit, who would you pick? And it's obviously, you know, Duncan, uh, Marshall, Dangerfield, Boak, and I'd say Probably. most would still say Kelly. Yeah, you wouldn't pick Duncan, though. Uh, sorry, not Dunkley. Dunkley. Yeah, Dunkley. Dunkley. Yeah. Um, my one that I said to round that off right now from the back end of the ceilings would be Jack Billings. Yeah, I don't mind I'd that. 100% be looking at Jack Billings if I didn't have him. Um, I'd love to go Heaney to Billings in finals at some stage. I don't think I'm going to have the luxury to do that. But he's put together probably a good month and a bit of football. Um, really enjoyed Billings kind of second half of the year. Spewing, we're not going to get one more year of him as a forward, though. We're well, every chance to get him as a you forward again. You reckon he's played enough yep. time? Yeah. I don't think he has. Yeah, I think we're every chance. I freaking hope so, because that'd be great at the start of the year, and then he can just let us down one more time. <laughs> um, Richard Berry, hey, legend plus bomf. <laughs> I'm really liking it this week, because last week there was too many people that were all about you. Long-time listener, uh, wondering your thoughts on my next move. Dylan Clark last upgrade, but feel it will take two weeks and three chases to get into anyone decent. Uh, we'll need playing rookies to downgrade too, so I have coverage. Also concerned about Williams with Whitfield back and shit. Uh, oh, and Shittily, but they ha- may have to wait until full primo. Thanks, guys. That's the last trade. Uh, still dirty about losing to Bomps Flog by one point earlier in the year. Revenge will be sweet. Okay, what do we got here? What do we got here? So we got Chole that you kind of got to let go again. Richard, if you're sitting in a good spot in league, you kind of just let that slow burn happen. Well, I think Zach Clark goes to a 102k ruck, pocket 132,000, yep. and then by the time Clark has maxed up, still got you can seven trades. Yeah, and this is why I don't mind doing the Zach Clark one because if, at some point he'll be able to go Bewley down. He's got all the money from the Zach Clark trade as well. And then he'll be able to upgrade Dill Clark to a proper premium, and his team will be complete with four trades left. Did we have a defender play one game last week? Did I say we had a... Your boy, Watson? Yes, yeah, I don't think he's staying in the team, though. Yep. Um, was there another defender that played one game last week? No, Quainer just finished his yeah. third. He was probably the one that I recall. Um that would have been good. I'm having a quick flick through defenders here. Um, Ryan Gardner's played two games. Uh, can whoever I, he's can not I in the just team. say something here uh, to Richard? You, you taught, you're worried about having coverage for finals, but, mate, you've got seven trades. So there's actually no problem with going... The, the only issue you'd have is a laid out. There's no problem going someone like a Logue down to a 102. Maybe not this week, maybe the week of finals. Um, and then going Clark up. There is literally no problem with that because 
then if you do have someone come out, you can actually sideways trade that person anyway. The mm-hmm. one that I would look at this week, though, is you did say the Dylan Clark to a 102 ruck. Love that. Zach Clark, not Dylan Clark. Zach Clark. And then next week, you can go a Chol or a Logue down or a Bewley down and yep. uh, Dylan Clark up to finish your team. And that'll get you the most amount of money. Yep. You get the going into finals, get your last premium there, um, which by the look of it, I mean, the bloke could end up with a five. Um, yeah. Yeah, not bad. Um, Trendle. Don't shoot me bombs, but should I bring in Marshall? Yes, Marshall, or Whitfield for my last upgrade. I'll be using DPP either way in the trade. Why would I shoot him? I mean, I've been on Marshall all year, Corey. I've got him in my own team. In fact, I wrote about him in my captain's article pre-finger injury a few weeks back. And Whitfield... Uh, was a captain's article last week, too. Well, cool. Now, can we address that, Corey? No. That... Oh, gee, I've got a spray, and it might be coming your yeah, way. You're also um, partly responsible for not reminding me that I had ex- to <laughs> get all over this bloke. Um, all right, um, so I've been on Marshall all year, and I don't think there's been a player I've spoken more about this season than Lockie Whitfield. Ah, uh, but you grab Marshall over Whitfield. Do you? Oh, yeah. I think you do. Yeah. 100%. Um, let's go on to that subject. So I agreed to do your article last week. I said I'd do it on Wednesday. I completely forgot about it. It was Friday. And every Friday, I send you a text if your article's not up to remind you. And it must just auto-regenerate like, in my head. And like I'm sitting at work, and I'm like, oh, my God, I haven't done the captain's article yet. So I slapped yeah. something together. You'd text me your top five, which I put on the list. You wanted me to give Riley O'Brien a good little write-up. Yep, didn't gave him nothing. Didn't even get time to do that. He got an honourable mention at the bottom of the paragraph. Ended up with a 140-odd. <laughs> so, yeah. kind of butchered a little bit, and I'm probably going to have to do it again this week. Yeah, I do have to apologise to the listeners, okay? So, the finger injury, I'm, um, so, may have touched on last week, I did my knuckles. I'm actually only got one hand working at the moment, so it's hard for me to type and to just to do a lot of computer work. So, that, so, that's the issue there. But I do need to let the listeners know this. If I knew... The pathetic performance Corey was about to put in last week, I would have done an official separate podcast just to talk through some of the some of the options, you know, a Facebook live type thing. But this idiot here has assured me that he's going to do some better work this week. So we'll let this ride. Rest assured, listeners, if his work is not up to standard, he will end up copying some bread of treatment. He might be booted off the pod. It might just be the Bombs show next week. Who knows? Because I know Bombs isn't going to remind me. So can some <laughs> nice listener maybe just inbox me or tweet at me directly <laughs> on Wednesday, say it about maybe 11 o'clock, and just let me know I've got to write the captain's article this week. I'm, sit. We've got to do something here, Corey. No, I'm, I'm putting it on the community. Someone can tweet at me. If they don't but also, it, it's their own fault. Also, to be fair, I mean... We'll let the listeners know. You're probably just going to write about Grundy into Gorn, I'm sure, or Gorn into Grundy, whichever way it ends up working. I didn't uh, write anything this week. I might just put a photo up. Yeah, well, I mean, I did that I did that one week. Remember that, Corey, and yeah. then all the backlash I got, so just be careful with that. You well, know what's incredible? One of them dropped, like, 170 as well. The, yeah, the week, the week I did that, Corey, right, not only was it a tremendous score from Brody Grundy, I think it was at least a 130, right, but I did a nice, big, succinct paragraph of Grundy, and I put a good picture of him in there and all this sort of stuff. Then you dish up that bloody tripe you did last week, and not one mention from the listeners! Not one! 
Not one complaint. That's because I'll just say the same thing every... Now, I do have a bit of a bone yeah, to pick. Do have a bit of a bone to pick with that because it's the first time I've listened to any of your advice all year and I <laughs> didn't have Brody Grundy captain. Yeah. And But it's good. I'm glad I did because at least I haven't done it in finals. I've learnt my lesson. I've learnt from your mistakes and it's Grundy and gone every what? single week. The Excuse same me. as last year how it was Dangerfield. It's no different this year. It is Grundy. It is gone. Now, that is the one piece of advice I will give every single listener. You want to win a Supercoach Grand Final this year? Do not think, even remotely for one second, think about not running into any game, Grundy and gone. you got an important matchup this week. you got to win to make the eight. you got to win to make the four. you got to win to not get relegated. Grundy into gone. I will tell you this, right? When I said to you in our chat, now you you can recall this. I can bring up text messages if you deny it. I said I'm going Crips, and if Crips doesn't score 130, I'm going to straight see Grundy. Now you tell me what would have been wrong with a straight C on a 157, Corey. My advice, as usual, is bang on. Grundy into Gorn. <laughs> Simple. I reckon, honestly, no. Grundy is the safest C option you have. I think we should not be VCing Grundy if Gorn plays after him. That, that's legitimate. <laughs> so just, oh, I've got another story. I, a mate, twice this year, has absolutely cooked his captain loophole. Like, cooked it. Both mm. times straight captain Grundy on a Friday night for, like, mm. 140s. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that, Corey. Uh, B. Stanton. Three votes. Sent his team through. Still got nine trades. Always good. Hello, Elitis. Ranked He's got to start using trades, this bloke. Jeez. So playing for leagues, sitting comfortably on top of both my cash leagues. Thinking this week's trade should be set a field to Ian Hill. Hasn't Ian Hill had a price rise? No, not yet. Two games. Like he has. Uh, Bewley, Haley, Oscar Baker to Zach Merritt. One Whitfield in defence eventually, but with Merritt's break, mm-hmm. even some must this week. Who should go from my mids? Very surprised Haley didn't play this week, therefore leaning towards him. Any advice would be appreciated. Yeah, Setterfield's got to go. Setterfield's got to go. you got to get a midfielder in. Is Zach, is Zach Merritt the answer, though, Corey? Uh, what's this guy's midfield? Trelaw, Cripps, Rockliffe. Man, he's no be- Bont? Nah, I, I'm not sold on that right now. Who's he missing that I have? A Cray Fife Neal. Crouch, probably Matt Crouch. Uh, so so the guys I've got that this guy doesn't is McCray and Gaff and Bont. I mean... Has he got Oliver? Yeah, he's got Oliver. Yeah, he's got Oliver, Fife, McCray, Neil, Trelaw. He's got, he's got a good team, Cripps. Um, man, I, I think he has to get Bond. Yeah, look, I don't, I don't mind it. It, it depends what he can afford. If he can only afford around the 500, then Zach Merritt is. He, he played this week. Um, Rockleaf has to be traded first week of finals, by the no, way, too, for this. Can I say something here? What's that? No, I'm going down back first. I'm, I'm upgrading... To Whitfield, before Logue to Whitfield. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, Haley, yeah, I like it. You Haley, can play Dill Clark. Haley yeah. or Baker to a one hundred and two. Logue up to Whitfield, and then fix your Dylan Clark problem next week. Yep, I'd go Baker before Haley. Ah, uh, yeah, me too. So yep. hang on, so Setterfield out to Hill, and then so Setterfield to Hill, Logue up. Yeah, that'll give him 260 in the bank. And then you'll have you'll yep. still have money next week when you go Haitley or Baker to a 102 and Dylan Clark after his next price rise. Grab Whitfield this week. Whitfield is the equivalent of a midfielder. Yeah, he's a good player, midfield. 
good guy too. Um, I don't know him personally, but I'm just assuming that. Yeah. Hey, and, and you look at it as a 2v2, Whitfield and Dill Clark are likely to score more than Merritt and Logwood. Hey, yep. boy, uh, Mr. Player. Hey, boys. Firstly, apologize for asking a non-elite question last week. When I heard you read it out, it even sounded stupid to me. I can't remember the question, but I yeah, Neither can I. Yeah. This week, I'm thinking Quainer and Atkins out for Whitfield and Ian Hill. Is this a guy that's got Atkins down back? No. Who the f- which, yeah. which Atkins is it? Who knows? It's probably the John one. Oh, yeah? Wow. He's thinking of Quainer. Quainer's had one prize rise. What? Jesus Christ, Corey. Uh, let's keep reading. I'd be down one price wise. Why is he trading? At D, at D, which isn't ideal, but I'll have to. Oh, Clark at M8 feels better than leaving Quainer at D6. Do you think this is the right move, or do you see a better alternative? Thanks and keep up the great work. This is the best Supercoach podcast by a long way. Cheers, Mr. Plough. Yeah, we know that, Mr. Plough. Uh, he actually um, said, Cheers, Mr. Plough, and I was just saying, Cheers, Mr. Plough. Now, uh, I like his idea saying that Clark at, you know, Clark at D8, which. I'm not even sure who the hell Clark is. I think he means M8. Yeah, Clark's going to be scoring more than Quainer. All right, I agree with that. But can you trade Quainer with a break-even of 11? Nah. But can you trade Clark and upgrade him to a midfielder with a break-even of 30? Or is it 23? What's Clark's break-even? Uh, something like that. I can see out. Clark's break-even is 23. So I think Clark's probably going to rise more than Quainer this week. Probably going to skill more than suggestion? I'd, I'd probably get rid of Rotham before Quainer. Agree. What's that? If, 20 grand. Bring in Hill, which would give me a DPP swing option with Langlands if needed. Well, I don't think you need that. Anyway, how many trades you got left? Six. Yeah, so I would go, instead of grabbing Hill, I'd probably go to a 102. A 102 with a DPP option, so that way Langlands is covering both lines, unless he gets dropped, um, and move uh, Rotham instead of Quainer, because that's the price difference there, the 102. Yep. Yeah. Same that's, dollars. That's what I'd do. And then keep Quainer yep. on the bench. Yep, I like it. Yep. Um, Grant, 69. Hi, SC Elites. Uh, hi, Supercoach Elites. First time, long time. Welcome, Grant. Underscore 69. Playing for league, currently six in my main league, not locked into the eight. These are questions I love. Do I wait for rookies to ripen and and try to upgrade Ainsworth and Rocky or settle on Ainsworth only and ride Rocky out? Um, nah, Ainsworth has to be upgraded. Yeah, and Rocky becomes a luxury trade. There's too much variable in his score. If you're going for broke... You need to. What's Baker get you on top of Ainsworth? Not enough, does it? No. Nah. You need to go Dylan Clark out. Yep. Yep. Dylan Clark out. You need to charge your phone too. Dylan Clark out. Ainsworth up. Charge my phone. Nah, this bike's only got ten percent. Oh, gee, you know, you freaked me out there because I've got about four percent on my phone here too. Ah, uh, yeah, Grant, that's what you got to do, mate. You got to, unfortunately, there's the Dylan Clark price rise to have. But if you're playing, you need to win this week. You got to get Ainsworth up because there's a chance your opponent's got a full team. You definitely yep. don't want to be going Ainsworth head to head with a Williams or something or a Whitfield or something like that. So Clark out, Ainsworth to uh, to Whitfield. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. And no issue if it's a 102k because you've still got Bewley playing. 
Charles Vage 3. <laughs> Jesus, Corey. Maybe have a read of the title before you read out his name. My goodness. Uh, <laughs> hey, question, fellas. Who had better job security out of Langlands or Bobby Hill? Hill. Hill. Who would you... Who would be your last defender premier out of Laird, Rampy, Stewart? Rampy. Agree. Also, can you still see Cunnington pumping out high scores for league final? He plays Hawthorne, Geelong, Port and Melbourne. There are no taggers in there, but I don't trust Cunnington. I, if you've already got him, I think he can. I wouldn't be yeah. sideways trading him. Uh, Nathan, Lu- uh, Nathan Lucky Davenport. almost called him Lucky then. Uh, hey, lads, I'm looking at bringing a mid-premo. Looking at trading Bewley and Hind for Hill and Merritt. Or yep. Clark and Bewley for Hill and Trelaw. I'm feeling merit as I still have Clark, who seems good for 60-plus most weeks. I'll post the team in the comments. Um, I, I don't mind the... I don't mind merit in that situation. I think Trelaw yep. outscores him, but you get that safer option in having Hill. Uh, you don't have to move Clark, so... Yep, agreed. Uh, and one more is Yort. He's got his team. Uh, hey, boys, loving the show while on my mid-season break in Bali. Yes. Love when people are on holidays and listening. Backline is solid. Uh, is C. Daniel is certain in now he's back? And also Fife, what do we do? Bomps, Frogger, is it time to bring in Toehill for the cash? Bomps, Frogger. Um, yeah, I mean, I said at the top, um, I think, yeah, this is the time of year where you bring in the players like your Toehills and your, and your that sort of stuff. You certainly don't start your year with them and all that sort of stuff. You don't bring in Caleb Daniel, man. His break-even's 150, um, and he only scored a 68 on the weekend. Now, you remember my stat about... Get Dunkley and Marshall. Yeah. You remember my stat about Marvel Stadium with Dunkley and... Uh, sorry, with um, Caleb Daniel, how good he is there? Yep. Yep. Two out of his last five games are at Marvel, and only one of the final series is at Marvel. So I'm a firm no now on Caleb Daniel. Yeah, he was good. He was good for that little run. But like I said before, I'd rather have Billings rounding off that top six now than Caleb Daniel. Nothing mm-hmm. against him. It's just, I think that's where we're that's at. That's the way it is. Yep. yep. Um... What do we normally do here? Captain, vice uh, captain? Yeah, captain, vice captain. Um, well, Corey, this has now become your territory. I think we spoke a little bit about Gorn and Grundy, obviously, before. Um, what other options do you have? I think Neil could uh, do some productive stuff uh, down against um, down against the Hawks. And um, aside from that, I'm not loving much else that's, that we got going on there. I mean, Fife might be capable against the Dogs, but nothing else screams at me this week. There's nothing that stands out. I mean, Rowan Marshall versus Max Gorn, that's going to be an interesting game. But I think everyone will have the VC on Grundy this week. I mean, it's the first game. You have to VC Grundy. And I think whatever he puts out is what we're going to be taking. So, yeah. Yeah, 100% agree. Uh, if you don't do Gorn into Grundy, don't even don't tweet me. Don't ask me for any help. Don't speak to me. <laughs> That's where I'm going from now on. Um, now that I know, now that I know how I can finally get myself off this podcast, I might just captain anyone but them two for the rest of the year. Uh, trades. Um, so yeah, trades for me this week. I'm looking at um, I fall just short, just so listeners know, of um, getting Logue to Tom Stewart. Um, I'm also looking at Christian Salem, and the only way I can get Salem or Rampy or someone like that is if I do Dill Clark down. So I'm going Dill Clark down to a 102K, and I'm going Logue up. I pretty much get my pick of whoever I want. I actually think I fall a couple grand short of Rampy, though, so that's going to really annoy me. So, you know, I get my pick out of Hearn, who I'm probably going to avoid, Stewart and um, uh, Salem uh, appear to be the two that are in contention, and I'm leaning towards Salem at this point. I really hope you go Salem. 
really hope yeah. it pays off. Um, and as we discussed at the top of the show, we're one week out of finals, so I've gone no trade. I don't need a trade. I'm locked into finals in every single cash league. So, yep. And I have to trade in order to make finals in every single cash league. <laughs> cash league. Good chat. All right. Well, on behalf of... Hey, should we get an FPL league going up too? I don't know. Um, it's about 20 days out, aren't we? So, we'll do that next yeah, week. I'll have we'll do that I'll next have week. Up. Have it already. Yeah, yeah. I'll, uh, it'll probably be on Twitter during the week and Facebook will get a league up. And uh, FPL, that is the EPL no. equivalent of Supercoach, for those that don't know. Um, and so FPL Elites, if you don't follow it on Twitter, do you know the handle, Corey? Uh, I think it's at FPL Elites. Uh, if not, just go onto the Supercoach Elites uh, sort of Twitter page. You'll be able to find it on there somewhere. Does it have a Facebook page yet, Corey? No, it doesn't have a Facebook page as of yet. Uh, well, I guess there's no point giving it a plug then. We'll yeah. just see you next week, listeners. Yeah, so it is Yeah, it is at FPL Elite. So if you like what we do on Facebook, I think a couple of the admin staff have jumped across to FPL Elites. Um, yeah, might even give us some off-season podcasts to do. Oh, well, I, I can guarantee you now I won't be doing. I won't be part of. I am horrible at uh, at the FPL format. I mean, I did all right last season. I think you just picked me at the end of the year, and I came, I think, fourth in uh, in our cash league that we got going on. So I had an all right year last year, but I won't back myself in to do it again. We had a bloody real competitive elites league last year. I know. I think it was yeah. Jesus ended up winning it, but I think he went down to the wire with a couple of. Uh, um, uh, people in the community. So definitely keep an eye out if you do love it. All right, lead us on behalf of Bonson and myself, peace out community, and thanks for listening.